Welcome to Erotic Awakening, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hello, fellow adventurers of sexuality and spirit, and welcome to Erotic Awakening with Lee Harrington. For all of our returning listeners to Erotic Awakening who are wondering what happened to Dan and Dawn, breathe. I'll explain. It's going to be okay. So, in April 2009, I was invited on by Dan and Dawn, who I'd known for a few years, to be part of their podcast and discuss my work. For those who don't know me, I've been part of the public kink and sexuality community since 1995, and I'm a professional sexuality and spirituality presenter and educator. I literally travel all over the world, getting to discuss with people their sex lives, getting to discuss with them their adventures as spiritual beings. I get to teach on everything from hands-on rope bondage to figuring out where people are going with their gender explorations, to teaching at universities on the on understanding alternative sexuality practices, and our own personal psychology when it comes to being authentic beings overall. I've written a few books and been a published author. I am a performance artist. I am a spirit worker and sex magic practitioner. I'm my own gender adventurer. And, of course, I'm an all-around kinky and sexual being, which is how I knew Dan and Dawn through various conventions and circuits and all that kind of stuff. And, as I said, they invited me on to discuss my work. And I had an absolute blast. Now, when my second... when Actually, second, third third book came out, Sacred Kink. It's a book on the blending of kinky spirituality, kinky sexuality and our spiritual lives. They invited me back on in February 2010 to discuss it because both of those topics are things that all three of us are really passionately involved with. For folks who are interested in hearing either of those uh, arrangements, those were on Erotic Awakenings podcasts number 12, 13, 51, and 52. So recently, Dan and Don got a hold of me, and they asked if I'd be part, wanted to be part of their regular, reoccurring part of, you know, Erotic Awakening. And I've been appearing on podcasts since 2006, when Great Answer invited me on to be part of his Ropecast, which back then was called Rope Weekly, and we all know things that are weekly don't always go weekly, so it's since been changed. I was on that podcast seven times because I really enjoy getting to actually share my story with people who are out there in the world who might not get a chance to see me in person. I've been on the Fetish Flame podcast, Young and Kinky, Hope Unplugged, Kink on Tap, Tantra Cafe, a whole bunch of others. I've been on radio shows from San Francisco to Sydney, and I've been debating having my own podcast for some time. So when Dan and Don asked me if I wanted to be part of Erotic Awakening, well... As you can tell, (laughs) I said yes. How could I not? So here I am, Lee Harrington, on Erotic Awakening. Now, before you regulars freak out, breathe. It's going to be okay, because you still get Dan and Dawn. No, no, really. I I know their voices aren't here to to, make you feel better and to make sure that it's all going to be okay, but it is going to be okay. They're going to be back for the next installment, actually. But I'm going to be joining you once a month as part of the Erotic Awakening family for a monthly podcast that appears on the third Monday of the month, give or take minor scheduling adventures that sometimes happen in the great big world of podcasting. 
So breathe easy. Dan and Don are going to be back on the air, and I'm not taking them away from you. You still get them as part of Erotic Awakening. You just also happen to get bonus Lee, you know? So, welcome to Erotic Awakening with Lee Harrington. Every month when I join you here on Erotic Awakening, my plan is to have a pre-announced subject matter that you're going to be able to write in on in advance. So, since this is January, I didn't have a chance to pre-announce the subject, so the subject is basically going to be getting to know me, and I'm also going to be talking about sharing our journeys as sexual explorers and the importance of that. But February's subject is going to be consensual non-monogamy. So, for folks who don't know what that means, next month I'm going to be discussing polyamory, swinging, uh, open marriage systems, things involving trysts, prearranged agreements, all of that kind of stuff. So if you have any questions on that topic, or other topics, that's fine too, you can send your questions to me at lee, L-E-E, -E, at passionandsoul.com, P-A-S-S-I-O-N-A-N-D, soul.com, Lee at passionandsoul.com, with the subject line, Ask Lee. So questions can be anything from helping problem solve one of your personal relationship challenges or a general curiosity or looking for resources or whatever comes up for you. And I'm either going to answer the questions on the podcast or resolve some of them on my Ask Lee column on Passion and Soul, depending on how scheduling and things work out. And I'm going to try to get to as many of those questions as I can. So start brainstorming in advance for February for consensual non-monogamy if you have questions or things that you want to have discussed there. I'm going to also, on my monthly podcast, be talking about um, some of my own adventures and what's going on in the great big crazy life of traveling around the world as a sex and kink and spirituality educator, performance artist, and author, because sometimes it gets a little crazy. Sometimes it gets a little exciting. And I'm also hopefully going to be doing some interviews with folks that Dan and Don might not have a chance to get to, or maybe do as well, because I find that every single person brings their own voice to this experience. Every single person has their own tale to tell, and that includes you, dear listeners. You have a tale to tell, too. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Uh, for folks who don't know, I am based in Phoenix, Arizona, and therefore my hope is to bring you a little bit of my you know, dry Southwest humor, as it were. But I also travel all over the globe and will be you know, podcasting live from different locations. Today I am coming from you, to you from Phoenix, Arizona, but I think next month I'm probably going to be podcasting from... Oh, it's looking like I'll be podcasting either from New Orleans or Pittsburgh, so we'll see how that all works out. I am also really excited that I get to share some of my different uh, uh, pieces of, of writing as well. So we're going to be doing a little of that later in today's thing as well. For folks who are interested in finding me on the internet, I am available if you type in Lee Harrington, L-E-E -E, Harrington, anywhere on Google or on the internet, you probably find me. There is one other major Lee Harrington who is an author who writes on dog walking, so if you find her stuff, she's a lovely human being. She and I have had emails go back and forth, but she is not me. If you type in Lee Harrington Sex, Lee Harrington BDSM, Lee Harrington Spirituality, those all pull me up, as does anything with passion and soul. P 
P-A-S-S-I-O-N-A-N-D-S-O-U-L. Passion and Soul. So that's FetLife, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, DeviantArt, all those things and more. You find me really easily. So if you're curious about what kinds of things you can ask me, that'll help you out. So as I said, Dan and Don wanted to be part of the Erotic Awakening podcast because I have my own tale to tell. Every single one of us does. We all have unique stories, unique journeys, and our own place that we've come from in this world. I am incredibly blessed by the number of voices and stories that I get to hear told on a regular basis. I'm part of an online community called FetLife.com, which is huge, and it's such a rich resource for sexuality journeyers. They have all kinds of different groups on there, from becoming part of a leather family, to understanding leadership roles, to specific fetishes. You can join in, unlike other internet things out there in the world where you can just cruise for people based on their age or where they're based, you can actually look for things based on what you're into, which I think is a huge resource. And I've been part of a group on there that is uh, part of called the Spiritual Side of Leather, which is about BDSM and the crossover to our spiritual journeys. I had launched my book, Sacred Kink, a little over a year ago, and I was talking with folks on there, and somebody said in passing, oh gosh, if only I had a, a chance to write something like that, but I would never write anything like that. I, I don't really have a good story of my own to share. And I sat with that, and I went, that's... That's hogwash. That is seriously hogwash because it doesn't, we, every single one of us has something that we can share with the world. I have the same people say the same thing about education that, oh, you're such a great educator. I simply have something to share that someone else doesn't know. And you have something in your head that someone doesn't know. You have a tale to share, and your tale is really, really valid. So I, I got a little haunted, as it were. I, um, I couldn't escape it. And I'm actually going to read the introduction to my new anthology, Spirit of Desire, Personal Explorations of Sacred Kink, because I, I think it tells it pretty well. It came to me in a dream. Let the tales be told, a voice whispered across the veil, through the lines echoing through my flesh. Let the tales be told, it said, half in dream and half in the world beyond. Let the tales be told. My book, Sacred Kink, The Eightfold Paths of BDSM and Beyond, had just escaped out into the world, carrying my own thoughts on the interactions between the erotic and the profound. After a multi-year labor of love and research, I thought I was done for now. I was wrong. This, this thing, this line between faith and passion, it will not let me go. So the voice came in the night. Let the tales be told, it called out to me, and it pulled me into its web. Let the tales be told, it moaned and sighed, and I felt its lips fall upon mine in the shadow and in the light. Let the tales be told. So here they are. In the case with many anthologies, the call went out into the world on stacks of paper, streams of wire, and fiber optics. I knew the tales were out there waiting and hungry to be told. I knew that I was not the only one who had had my BDSM, sex, or sensual journeys affect my magic, affect my connection with the divine, 
but the flood that opened up, I wasn't ready for it. I held on for dear life as the waves of passions hit against the levee until I let go. Until I swam. Until I dove. I dove into the depths of one, and what I came out with, I was astounded. Slices of autobiography filled me with hope. Glimpses of glamour from lives hard-lived shook me to the tears. Dreams of desires painted their way across my brow, and I found myself renewed with possibility, and along the way I got turned on, confounded, shocked, tantalized, and delighted. Here is the child I have brought forth from the shadows. Here is the collection that I have gathered into the light. Some of these might sit easier with you, while others might shake you up. Listen to the parts that you are uncomfortable with. There is wisdom there. Listen to the pieces that resonate with you. There is wisdom there. There's not a single path on or through sacred kink, and through sharing their personal life experiences and true tales, the authors in this anthology prove this to be true once again. There are more routes to the top of the mountain than our mortal minds can possibly imagine, and herein are thirty-three of those winding routes to the vista that has been lived. These are not pinnacles, not things to be mimicked or mirrored unless the path calls to you as well, but they are signposts. Roadmaps. Treasures along the path. We begin by journeying into yoga as a route towards being present in our sexuality, then struggle through faith and relationship identity with leather and boots as our guide. A psychic vampire lifts the veil on the line between energy and lust, while two pagans weave a spell of ownership into flesh and astral form. Gender-fucking and the roles of sex and gender come to the forefront, and tricksters dance into our consciousness to prod struggling supplicants on their sojourn of hooks and blood. Disability is examined through context, through sexual exploration, and through personal ordeal, and a priestess discovers their voice with a tab on her tongue and her wrists pinned overhead. Sacred whores share the worst of their days and their struggles with the red light, before we turn the page and find the priest on a struggle towards their own revelation. We are asked to find what kind of mindfuck scenes gods and goddesses are doing with us anyway, then slink into back alleyways alongside a human animal on the prowl. Love and kink find elegance through lines of poetry, then the beast comes out to roam looking for destruction and rending flesh. We lift our eyes to the monkey king Hanuman, then struggle through the emotional aftermath of nailing someone to a cross. Sorrow pours out through moans at a Beltane fire, while enlightenment is found on a long, slow path of erotic slavery. Online desires turn to magic through keys and blades, while across the country fists find messages from the Messiah in self-awareness. A, possession, a professional dominatrix from Mexico reveals the clues for being the guide along our path, while a devotee of Roman and Celtic deities examines the academic and deeply personal arguments around consent and our relationships with deity. Race and humanity are painfully explored and forgiven, and in the shadow many souls living in one body journey into service and surrender. Travel to Malaysia and back, to the Bay Area to dance with bells and hooks, then to the middle of the United States to bear witness to what happened when one woman came to peace with her identity as a good Christian. 
Caring for predators amongst us is looked at with humor and compassion, and heartache leads to two years of self-exploration and coming to a new kink identity. A long passage to an ordeal leads to personal growth and to the removal of masks, and a lifelong fascination with a dark goddess creates a trail of orgasms and passion. A master finds love again. Humiliation leads to revelation. We find safety in the arms of a service top who will hold our fear for us as they walk with us side by side. Walk with us side by side. Hold our hands. You are not alone. Whether you have climbed your own mountain or have never considered leaving the safety of your home, you are not alone. Let the tales be told, the whispers said in the dark. Let the tales be told, the voices cried from the light. And here they are, thirty-three tales into spirit, into desire, into sacred kink. So that's the introduction to my new anthology, and... What was really interesting to me in working on this project was not the 33 stories, because yes, it was amazing to get to work with all of these authors and to get to, in some cases, go back and forth seven, eight, nine drafts trying to make it what they wanted it to be when it went out in the world, and in other cases getting to work with people who have been professional writers in the past and cranked it all out in two rounds. But what was interesting to me was the profound exposure that came up when people started actually telling their stories. I had three authors whose essays are not in the anthology, and the reasons they are not in the anthology is because in the writing and in the process of editing the projects with me, they realized they couldn't share their stories in a way to quote uh, Joseph O'Donohue, um, um, John O'Donohue, excuse me, who wrote Anamkara, um, that they were not meant for the neon light of exposure and the neon light of analysis. I really, truly believe that our tales need told, that our stories have a profound impact on the world because it tells one other person that they're not alone. I remember being on the, the Tyra Banks show a number of years ago before my gender transition, back when I was still a bit of a girly girl, back before I was this gender queer, fabulous, flaming guy that I am. And I was on the Tyra Banks show, and it was all on women's exposures to sexuality and alternative sexual practices that women engage in. And they were interviewing us on, um, me and a friend of mine, on pony play and pony role playing. And after we'd introduced the concept and they'd showed a video montage and Tyra was asking us about the various props and why we got into it and all that stuff, she turned to me and said, you know what, I totally get why people would do SM. I mean, high-end CEOs who need to let go of their stress for a little while and kind of just, you know, be beat up by a dominatrix, I get it. And I get why people might be into, you know, into physical sensation stuff. Like, I can totally get with the making out for long hours with different people, whatever. I get it. But I don't get role play. If I were into, you know, galloping around a room wearing, you know, f funny costumes, I wouldn't be talking about it on national television. Why, why would you even be willing to come on TV? And I remember stopping my friend from answering, and I hold, held her leg down for a second, because there was a part of me that was really angry. But I let that go for a moment, and I remember looking at her and having this little Oprah moment. And I said to her, Tyra, the reason I'm on here 
is that my hope is that one person in your one million person audience at home is sitting there thinking, oh God, I'm not alone. I truly believe that when we share our stories with each other, there is a chance for recognition. There's a chance for someone else to go, oh, thank the goddess, or thank the world, or thank my lucky stars for those who are not spiritual. And you don't have to be to be kinky, trust me. Those sometimes are opportunities for engagement with something bigger come out when we're least expecting it in the moments of throes of passion or moments of suffering. I think that there are moments when we share our stories for someone else to not feel alone. I remember the first time I showed up to a BDSM club. 1995, Seattle, Beyond the Edge Cafe on Capitol Hill. And I remember walking in and looking around and talking to someone that first night about my bottoming experiences and how I'd been tied up before that and spanked and flogged and fucked and all of that kind of stuff. And I remember looking at them as they said, oh yeah, that, and then telling their stories about being tied up and spanked and flogged and having sex. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, I'm really not crazy. I haven't been just dreaming this stuff up and convincing myself that it's okay. This stuff really is okay. This stuff really does resonate with millions of people around the world in different ways on different levels, and I am not alone. For the people who decided not to share their stories in print, I do not fault them, because those stories are not necessarily meant to go out in the world at large. When I say share our stories, I mean post pieces of it anonymously on the internet. I mean talk to your friends about them. I mean whisper them to yourself in the darkness when no one else is listening, because if we give voice to it, it becomes real. Go and read the stories of other people. Go to SM clubs and ask people where they came from and what their sexual desires are. Tell pieces of your own journey with the world, because I really, truly believe that we need to have people not feel so alone. Because you are not alone. Because I'm not alone. Because we each have a tale to tell, and there are only so many different things that happen on this world. And yes, you're a unique little snowflake. Yes, your journeys are completely unique and completely one of a kind. And yet, when I watch a movie... I can subsume myself into the story and be, oh, what would I do in that situation? And if that happened to me, what would come up? And, wow, that's really fascinating to see how they deal with it. Just as with movies, the same thing can happen in our sexual stories. We can submerge ourselves into their thing and go, gods, what would happen to me if I had that happen? 
How sexy would it be if I had that happen to me, or if I got to do that to someone else? How titillating would that be, or how horrifying would that be, depending on the specific situation? And this is part of the delight of sharing our stories. So that's my hope, is that you, in hearing this, will hear a charge, as it were. That you will go out into the world and share a story. Now let me get this extremely clear, though, because I would hate to have misunderstandings. When I say go out and share a story, I am not talking about going out to a random street corner, finding a random human, and assaulting them with the detailed stories of your anal encounter from last weekend. That's not what I'm talking about. Because that's rude, irresponsible, and to be honest, it creates more enemies for our community than it does create allies. People need to be able to hear stories that they are ready for. That they have a degree of un a capacity to understand what that story even means to them. A friend of mine, Mitch, who uh, runs a party here in Arizona called DV8, absolute hoot of a human, and I were talking recently about him, his journey in uh, Judaica. And even though he is not a... Uh, devout, avid Jew in the ways that he used to be when he was younger. He was the kind of guy that, uh, when he had his bar mitzvah, knew his details inside and out and could recite them backwards. Nowadays, he's more of a philosophical Jew at times. Anyway, he was talking about this notion that uh, he's really excited about turning 40. Because when you're 40, you're able to go and read the Kabbalah. You're able and allowed within, and within Judaica to actually go and read a different section of understanding and mysticism that may or may not have relevance upon different people's lives. The reason they do that is because in the olden times, 40 was ancient. 40 was when you were supposed to be dead. 40 was when you've lived a long life, you've had kids, you might have grandkids by this point, you've seen the world, or at least as much as you're going to see of it out of your little piece of the valley. You've done what you're going to do, and you have a context for understanding more esoteric mysteries. BDSM and kinky sex are esoteric mysteries for most of the world. They are things that most people, when they see them or hear about them, get a little bit unsure about how to respond. You did what? With whips and chains and vanilla ice cream and needles through the scrotum? What? People get scared sometimes because they don't have a context. They don't understand that those things that you just described are not torture. They are love or they are fun, or they are jubilation, or they are delight, or they are silliness, or they are an opportunity to explore your inner demons, whatever it might be. They don't have a context. So when I say go out and share your stories, I mean share your stories in a way that can have them heard by those who have a context to hear them. When I am talking about going to a BDSM conference, with people who have never been to a sexuality conference before. I say, oh, I'm going to be going to this really fantastic conference this weekend. And if people engage me back, they say, oh, what's it going to be on? I say, it's going to be about exploring communication, relationships, and our own personal journey in our sexuality. 
And people go, wow, that's really fascinating. I've had some people in the kink community say, well, that makes you a liar, or you are obfuscating the truth from them. And that's one way of perceiving it. But my belief is that if I said to little old 60-year-old lady on the bus, oh, I'm going to a kinky sex con where I'm going to beat people with whips and chains until they're bleeding, I have a feeling that she would be uncomfortable with my presence and uncomfortable with what I brought up. That's been the bulk of my experience with telling those sorts of things to random strangers on buses. Because when I was a young punk in my, uh, my teens, I did some of that stuff. And that doesn't make me a bad person. It makes me a person who had not learned that other people have their stories and that compassion also means having compassion for their journey and what they have the capacity to hear. So when I say share your stories, I mean share them at the level that they have the capacity to be heard. And if that means you're sharing this, your story with your mother, make sure it's in a way that your mother can hear your story, in a context that she will understand. And if that's sharing your story that you want to share in all of its dirty, raunchy, nasty, hot, sexy, filthy details, then post it somewhere like FetLife.com, somewhere like... Uh, Literotica on the internet. Find a publication like the folks at Circlet Press that are currently doing calls uh, for people looking for porn on space lesbianism. No, really, it's a cool anthology project that they're working on. Um, anyway, it, it, find a place that will take it and have it be heard by the audience who is ready to hear it. But share your stories. Share a story. Share one story if you can. Even if that's sharing it just with yourself, in a journal, in a notebook, somewhere that no one else will ever see. But share it with yourself and actually look at it. Because the reality is we learn as individuals. This is not me saying go out and do it because it's just, it's just an opportunity for people to better the entire world and you're doing it for them. I honestly believe that sharing our stories is a form of enlightened self-interest. We create a world that other people understand us better. And how can we not be served by people understanding us better, the people who are ready to hear our stories, in some way? And it's also enlightened self-interest because when you share your story, you will hear it come out of your mouth. And you will hear it and see it and understand it from a different lens and a different perspective than having it just rattle around inside your head. Words spoken out loud become real, become tangible, become something that we can hold and see and examine. And when I say a context that are ready to be heard, that includes your own context. So if you're not ready to share that story, if it is not ready to be held, if it is not ready to be seen, if it is not ready to be examined or looked at again, if it is a secret and a mystery that is profound and beautiful and yours, keep it. That story about a stolen kiss from high school, keep it. That story about the hookup play with the random stranger at the bathhouse, keep it. 
that tale about the moment of revelation, keep it. It's okay. Those are yours. You don't have to share them with anyone else. But somewhere in your mind is one story, is one piece, and the world deserves it. And so do you. So if you have any other thoughts, comments, or questions about the notion of sharing your story, or if you want to share your story with the world and you're not sure where to start, start by going to the Erotic Awakening group on FetLife.com. Consider that as a jumping-off point, as a place to share your stories and share your pieces. Or you can write me at Ask Lee in the subject title with the email Lee, L-E-E, at passionandsoul.com. That's P-A-S-S-I-O-N. I can spell, really, I can. That's Lee, L-E-E, at passionandsoul.com. P-A-S-S-I-O-N-A-N-D-S-O-U-L.com. With the subject line, Ask Lee. And your questions can be from this podcast or ask me for next month's podcast, which is going to be here on Erotic Awakening with the subject matter of consensual non-monogamy. So that's anything from swinging to uh, polyamory, to polyfidelity, to polysexuality, to open relationships, to uh, prearranged trysts, to working with sex workers within the context of a relationship, to threesomes, whatever comes up for you. Drop me your notes, drop me your questions at leeatpassionandsoul.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. So thank you, fellow adventurers of sexuality and spirit, for joining me. This has been Erotic Awakening with Lee Harrington. And until next time, stay cool, have fun, be authentically you, and don't do anything I wouldn't do, which, luckily, isn't very much. Have a fantastic journey. Lee Harrington is a passionate spiritual and erotic educator, gender explorer, eclectic artist, and published author and editor on human sexuality and spiritual experience, and will be joining the Erotic Awakening team for a monthly podcast every third Monday of the month. Find out more about Lee at www.passionandsoul.com. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Didn't get tickets to Winter Wickedness? Join Erotic Awakening February 4th for live coverage. Visit Adventures in Sexuality at, at adventuresinsexuality.org. And thank you for joining us on Erotic Awakening. Please help support our podcast by rating us on iTunes. This helps to let us know what you think about the podcast, as well as making it visible to others. Want to be part of the Erotic Awakening? Want to share your favorite kink and event, podcast, or book? Toss us an email at daneanddawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say. An Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit charitable organization dedicated to assisting those in need within the kink and leather community. Find out more at leatherheart.org. Music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information at music.podshow.com. Bye, Bye Lee. Lee.